This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. They do bloody good beer and food in there, you know. No, really, they do. Hello there and welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm James. Normally at this point, whoever's hosting says something on the lines of, I'm joined on the line by, uh, but for I think the second time in our existence, we don't have to say that because we're sat around the same table. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, so, is here. Hi. And Eddie's here. I don't understand why we're all around the same table, and that's great, but why do we all have to touch each other? <laughs> What's that about? Do you remember that bit where I said we're not supposed to talk about that on the podcast? Okay, not for on air. Okay. That's for our personal records. <laughs> Gets us to bond. <laughs> so we are at um, the University of Sheffield uh, in about... What time are we on? So in about an hour... The uh, doors will be opening here ahead of the screening of All Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. Uh, first of all, we're going to have to do this. We've got to talk about oh, the Norwich game. Can I just, I'm just oh, going to so go for a week. Should we not talk about Wednesday? Can we not? Who must this, have a lovely day? What about the Sheffield Hopcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, new episode will be coming tomorrow. be very good. Um, all right, I mean, look. Let's try and be as uh, constructive as we can because as a fan base, we have genuinely lost our shit this week. So, as ever, the voices of reason, let's, between the three of us, piece together what the heck is going on right now at Sheffield Wednesday. So, first of all, about the Norwich game, um, what were your reactions when the team came out? Fuming. Absolutely fuming. What about? Because I think, right... It is absolutely fuming, right? If you won an award at school for doing Spanish and the next day your teacher was like, nah, fuck this, you're doing German, you'd be pissed off. And that is exactly what happened to Michael Hector the other night. It's not right. Like, he won Player of the Month for a reason. He He's very, very respected as a player. He's come in and done well. And all of a sudden it's like, nah, fam, actually, Player of the Month, don't matter, don't matter. It's weird, isn't Stupid it? Stupid decision. I understand the idea of um, of changing the team in order to meet the challenge that we face. I can't imagine any reality where Jos was looking at it and going, nah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't use Hector. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's do something completely different. 
this is um, and it's the worrying thing we've talked about you know we'll back Yoss and we, we worry about um, a lot of things but one of the things that we've never really got to grips with is the idea of change for change's sake and um, there have been players that have underperformed, and that's fine. You know, Tom Lee's got dropped. That was a big decision. Mm-hmm. You know, that's our club captain. He gets dropped. That's a big decision. But if Jos says that's based on form, fine. I don't think there's any reason why Hector gets dropped. And, and I well, think he, he said it was based on form, didn't he? He did say that it was I mean, a- after the last few games. <laughs> Wait, what but sense? Like, but it's like he won Player of the Month. Yeah. It's like, and I mean, how is that based though? on form? It wasn't a joke, though, was it? It wasn't like when we all go, oh, let's all vote Hutchinson because he's not playing him. It no, wasn't like that. It has been. I mean, to be fair, it was hard to pick a winner due to the fact that no one's been outstanding. Mm. But Hector has shown moments of um, leadership. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about Yoss as this podcast goes on. It's inevitable. Mm. Um, but I've got to ask about just this general tactic of... I was chatting to my friend the other night, Mark, and we were saying, obviously, he, he, he's he been going through this period of when a player makes a change, he, uh, sorry, makes a mistake, they tend to get dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can argue that that's a good thing. Since Tom Lees has been back in the team after getting dropped, he's been a shambles, right? Yeah. He's, he's completely out of confidence. He looks worse than he did before he got dropped. And I understand yeah. why he got dropped, but he looks worse now, yeah. having come back. What, whatever... Yoss has uh, obviously he's got reasons for for dropping him because he he did have a mare the game before and and ultimately gave away a goal, um, but somewhere along the line that's not been handled right because rather than mm. coming back stronger coming back better we've got players that are coming back. He looked he looked a mess to me on Saturday. Tom Lees he looked a wreck. I don't think Tom Lees is a captain. I've said that I must have repeated that fifty yeah. times this season. I don't think he's a captain. I also I struggle to think who I do think is a captain, probably Adam Reach, and he's not just favourite of the month. I do think he would be a good captain. He seems to do that role anyway, um, whether it's club captain or team captain, whatever. Um, I do not think Barry Bannon is a good captain because I think, as it showed at the weekend, he has too much of a hot head to be a captain. He got booked for mouthing off yet again, and it's just you don't need that much captain, especially not for fantasy league players. Um, but <laughs> it's... It, He's just not a captain, is he? He just doesn't command anything. He doesn't shout enough. He doesn't... You know, he is the Tom Lees at the moment that we beat 6-0 at home to Leeds. That's who he yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's absolutely... That's that's very true and very accurate. So, at, at what point then do you start looking at different characters? And given what we've seen today, with the club have put out um, a video featuring Daniel Pudil talking about the reaction that's needed against Sheffield United yeah. is he a candidate for captain for either of you two he's been here for a long time he, he's, he's played plenty of games he is, he's a senior pro yeah. and he's never taken a leadership role before alright Eddie tell me if I'm wrong in this statement we do not have a captain in this squad we just don't. Mm. We can pick someone and say maybe they're best suited. We do not have a cap- we do not have a leader in this squad, and that is a massive part of our problem right now. Is that you need a team of leaders? You give one of them the armband, and they're the one that makes the ultimate call when it needs to. Be. At the moment, we have none. We have zero, and it's not even as if we have any that we're keeping back in reserve. You know, maybe you could argue that someone like Hutch could be a leader, but I think he's. Uh, if we're saying that Bannon's too hot-headed, you can't look at someone like Hutch and say that he can be the leader. Um, we just don't have that player, and I don't think it matters whether or not you give who you give the armband to. We we could swap it every week. We're going to be, be in the same situation because we just don't have 
we're, we're absolutely as a football club from top to bottom right now we are lacking clear leadership rudderless it feels rudderless absolutely. doesn't it can absolutely. I throw out a name that is a bit controversial but as far as captaincy goes so we're not going on skills not going on identical twins but I actually think that Liam Palmer would kick them all up the arse if he was captain. However, I don't think he's good enough to get into the first team. So it's like it's chicken and egg in it. But I do think that's the kind of personality, not player. That is the kind of personality. Someone who's been here a long time, knows the club, loves the club. But it doesn't even matter if he doesn't support the club. As long as, long as he's passionate about it. If you can play, if you can be Adam Reach and play your heart out against Newcastle, then you can be any player at the end of the day and I think that's you've got to just think about the shirt that's on your back and if we can get someone in who really really gives a shit about the team then that's your captain isn't it but I think I can't tell you the last big captain we had if you and we've we've got a long and storied history of having club captains who just don't play all they do is write program notes you know Steve Watson yeah Steve Watson you look at Glenn Leuven's you know the last year Um, you look back to uh, to Marsden as well you know we signed him because he's a Wednesday fan and all that and he he never actually saw the field so um, I don't have a problem with the club captain being more of a figurehead and actually someone like Anati Nuyu is a great club captain like Jose Semedo was a great you know he, he was someone who um, who encapsulated what it was to be a Wednesday player and kind of kept the dressing room focused in that sense. Yeah. Well, we have players who I think can fulfil that role, but being a leader on the pitch, you know, right now you actually look at it and go, you know, probably the likes of, you know, Josh Anoma, he, he's probably the only, he's leading by example. Hector's leading by example in the way that they play. And on the pitch, that's what you need from a captain. It's not about being great in the community. It's not about writing good programme now. I just but hope... I, we're clutching at straws, aren't we? I hope Anoman doesn't lead by any example from Saturday, to be right. honest. No, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, come, we'll come on to that, we'll come on to that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you... Uh, this is not something you tend to do because of the fact you reacted to what's just happened. But if you watch the body languages of the, the players after the goals on Saturday, you could see that there was no one, there was absolutely no one trying to take control of that situation, particularly the second. When the second goal went in, we're still in that game. It's, it's, it's a shambles. We've conceded two in six minutes, but there's half an hour to go. We can get back in that game. And the body language of those players, there was no one. There was no one that was, there were a lot of people pointing the finger at each other a little bit, mm. a lot of people trying to attribute blame. There was no one trying to organise, there was no one showing any clear leadership. There wasn't even any clapping, you know, there wasn't even a pointless clapping of, come on lads, <laughs> let's get back into this. And that's normally, you know, Barry, Clinton we talk Morrison. about, yeah, but, you know, Barry Bannon, Lee Peacock. Are we talking about Barry, <laughs> sorry Fudge, um, we're talking about Barry Bannon. You know, he is always the one we've conceded goals that he's the first one back, slams the ball on the centre spot, and he's like, lads, 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 let's get going again. We're missing every aspect of that. There is no get up and go with this team. Let, let me ask you a question that a lot of people that are listening to this right now will probably be screaming as we're saying all this. Are we lacking that coming from the touchline as well right now? Yes. He did not stand up at 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. Did not stand up. Did not stand up once. He, oh, no, no, he did. To shake at a new who's hand as he came off the pitch. Not good enough. I'm sorry. At 1-0 down, or was it? Yeah, we did go 1-0 down, yeah. didn't we? He should have stood up and he should have been, like, screaming on. He should have been throwing his arms around. Instead, Bullen stood up, like, three times. And to be fair to Bullen, I think he's probably just had enough of it as well. He's probably regretting not going when he did. Um, but he, there was no emotion whatsoever. And I think if my 
66-year-old dad has stood up more times in 10 minutes than the manager who is on the sideline paying over a million pounds a year to manage us, then there's a serious problem. Because it was just infuriating. And if he can just sit there with one leg crossed and his arms folded, then there's a serious issue. And I used to get pissed off at Chris Turner when he stood there with his arms folded. At least he stood up. What has changed from... Carlos's side, mm. and let's be honest, a lot of the playing personnel exactly the same. Okay, Carlos's side was a team that couldn't get going in the first half and came strong in the second half. Whether they were home or away, kicking towards the cop or not, right? Second half was what we did. This team is the polar opposite of that. Mm. How how have we fallen into a team that comes out after after forty five minutes and? Literally, literally lies down, goes to sleep. There is nothing. There's no, and it's not even. It's not the, the the eleven players are on the pitch at forty six minutes. After sixty minutes, seventy minutes, even the players we bring on to change the game don't do the thing that the even the worst Wednesday teams under Carlos did, which was give a different flavour, different shape to it. Yes, we're missing Have the likes a mind of, of their own as well, because I don't think yeah. anyone does at the moment. It's almost like they're so, and we know that they do have a mind of their own because, like we've said, they've done that under Carlos, they've done that under a million different managers between them. Um, but nobody seems to have a mind of their own. It all seems to be very formula, very sort of. You you are playing in this position. You will kick to Barry. You will kick to Adam. You will do this. And if they can't kick to Barry, fuck it, they'll have a go anyway. But it'll hit someone else and go into the net. Yeah. Like there's no there's no second option. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's the the problem that we've got right now. I mean, there's two, I I took two, probably three main problems from Saturday. Number one, and this sounds ridiculous because we lost the game four 0 We could have won that game on Saturday. Yeah. We created enough chances in the first half yeah. to win that game. Um, the the biggest worry by a mile for me is the fact that teams now, every team that we are playing knows how to beat us. Mm-hmm. You keep us, you, you sit tight for the first half. Um, you could even actually afford to concede to us in the first half yeah. because in the second half all you've got to do is just run straight down the middle at us. We've got nothing in midfield that will, will, will remotely try and stop you and we've got no defender that's got the balls to be able to stand in your way and stop you. If you run directly at us in the second half when we're a little bit tired um, then you'll you'll just absolutely walk it and that's exactly what... Norris did not beat us with a 4-0 performance on Saturday. No. They were average... Yeah. Maybe a little bit. They were fairly clinical. And actually, do you know what? We were lucky that it was 4-0. Because yeah. it should have been 5 and Easily. it should have been 6. When the Easily. second went in, I said this is going to be 6 they're, or 7. They had clear-cut chances that if it was 1-all, you'd have thought they'll, they'll stick those away. Yeah. fact is, they were 4-0. They were out of sight. Um, and, and, you know, Dawson, to be fair, made a couple of good saves. But I still think they'd have buried those chances if they really needed to. But it, and it, that's a worry. We could have been losing that game 6-0, having actually been able to win it in the still first Still not made half. a change. And it, it's, it wasn't just one play. It wasn't, it wasn't just unlocking our, our defence for one player to get in behind. There were times where there were three or four Norwich players beyond our back line. They were queuing up to score. Yeah. There is something very, very wrong. And I don't, I don't know enough about... Newsflash, I don't know enough about football um, to know whether that is... They've, they've been drilled incorrectly or whether they're not trying hard enough. But, you know, that... It's an un- untenable position for, for Sheffield feels, Wednesday that we can't we can't hang with any team in the second half. There it is no. Feels a little bit like when your manager tells you to spell something a certain way, and you know that is the wrong way to spell it. Yeah. But they have told you, you no, know, that is exactly how you spell it. Forget I before E and all that crap. So you spell it the way your manager tells you, even though you know it's wrong. 
but you don't not stick up for yourself but you don't challenge the mold you don't like just say no actually i'm going to kick it this way no it's still the same every week i'll hoof it to new hugh hoof it to fletcher if bannon's not there hoof it to pelopessi it doesn't work but um this is going back to the team formation but fletcher and new Hugh together mm. it does not work does no. it You'd be much better off play Fletcher up front on his own. Fletcher had a great first half. Fletcher yeah, has serious football intelligence. We've talked about this. The the guy was by far and away our most intelligent player on that yeah. pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but knew you alongside him. It was like it was almost like a comedy double act or something. It's like you you've got the one that knows what he's doing, and then someone else that's just like completely aimless just didn't know what to do didn't he's know just, what his, his positioning whole point was been a man mountain, isn't off. It? That's it. And I don't want to get into just slagging players off but I'm really concerned about Pelly Pessi as well his positioning is just he gets in the way of players rather than he's contributing anything to it and he allows the opposition midfield just to stroll through and I'm not one for jumping on bandwagons we'll, we'll talk about the singing in the second mm-hmm. half in a bit but that team for me right now is absolutely crying out for a Sam Hutchinson in the yep. middle. We need someone in the middle that can stop an opposition just waltzing through. And I'm sure, I'm sure that there are reasons why he's not in the team. But, and it's so rare that I end up saying something like this, I don't give a shit. He needs to be in that team. Mm-hmm. And whatever the reasons are for not playing him, he might be an absolute pain in the arse in the dressing room. I don't care. We're losing games 4-0 at home. Yeah. He has to be in that team now. He's got to be. Because we're so lightweight in midfield. Get rid of play Fletcher up front on his own and get an extra body in midfield stick mm-hmm. Hutchinson um, and if it has to be Hutchinson next to Pellipessi as, 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 as two deep lying midfielders to just stop us being so lightweight in midfield then that's what we've got to do I'd go so far as to say that even putting a Dave Jones in there empowers you know Barry Bannon and Adam Reach to go and do the things mm-hmm. that they're better at because right now they're, they just fall between the stools they, they're having to go and do that water carrier's job. Pelopessi, right now, his form is terrible. I, I've, he's been great at times. He's a very streaky player. Towards the end of last season, he was one of the main reasons that we had that great run towards mm. the end of the season. Um, right now, he's not doing it at all. And when he's been given the job of being the water carrier, he's not. He fa- he's isolated. He's too far up the pitch. There is no structure there at all. And so as a result, not only are we not getting a good performance out of a, what should be a holding midfielder, we're also not getting the performance and the freedom out of the players who are there to unlock the defence. So it's, it's just a double whammy. So even a, even a, a, you know, a, a net minus player like Dave Jones, who is no Sam Hutchison, he can be in there and hold that midfield and free up two more players to at least have a go at doing their job. That's not the solution, but at least it, it's, a, it's a world away from what we saw on Saturday because that was horrendous. Was Morgan Fox on the bench on Saturday? He wasn't. In, he, he, I don't know if he was on the bench. He wasn't involved. He certainly didn't. He didn't, he didn't See, what up. has he done wrong since he came on the other week? Like, but I don't think it's doing anything wrong, is it? It's, it's, the, it's doing it's things right, isn't it? It's the rotation <laughs> thing. You're, you're fact, player of the month. Get out you're of my club. You're done. Fox played all right at Birmingham. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. He was, he was one of the players that didn't really do anything wrong. Um, having said that, you know I'd, I'd much rather have Matt Penny in the team personally. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, with the way that we're defending at the moment, I, I wouldn't be adverse to giving Fox a try at centre half because I think when mm-hmm. he's played there for us, he's played all right. And I think at the moment, players like you know Poodle looks like he could he could make a challenge that saves you a game, 
or he could go to kick the ball and just completely miss it. Like you just mm. don't know from, from literally one move to the next, you don't know which Daniel Pudor you're going to get. That's very Lidl esque, isn't it? And you think well, following <laughs> his defensive <laughs> Right now, it's very Tomley's esque. Mm. You know, it, yeah. it's very at the moment. It's absolutely just representative of our um, of our back line. Um, and two, I mean, playing two at the back just doesn't work for us. It just doesn't work for us, and we, we've we've got to just give up on that. So we, we talked about you know touched on scapegoats, and we've just talked we've we've given some names, and they are the players like the Morgan Foxes, where on social media after the game these players get absolutely killed. Second half, I, there was there was chanting going on. There was yeah. there was singing. Um, fans on the cop were singing Kieran Westwood's name. Yeah. Um, is it, at this point, given the performances the team have put in, is it unfair to single out players? And and if and even if not, is it unfair to single out the players that have been singled out with those sort of chants? I think I agreed with the Sam Hutchinson one. Um, obviously, Chris Holt wrote a really good piece in the Star yeah, this did, week yeah. about this. Um, not to single you out, Chris Holt, but we love you. Um, so I agreed with the Sam Hutchinson one because, like Chris said, it didn't single out anybody in that team. Um I've said this it was before. clearly a protest against the manager. Wasn't yes, it? it was a protest it was. against and the chairman and, and whoever the fact else. That whatever we're doing mm-hmm. right now is not only not We've working. We've got an ex Chelsea player, and he's badly. sat. He sat desperate to play. That was the whole point of that chant. Um, the thing with the Westwood chant was that you were singling out a twenty-odd-year-old lad who is stood between the sticks on his own, losing at home. He's a Wednesday fan. He's come through the academy. He is still young. Don't get me wrong. I think he was at fault for one of those goals where he just didn't move off his line. hundred percent, he was at fault. But then again, you know, you could say that every week about a different player. He's also faced a penalty and, and faced it down. He'd also so saved a penalty. Do you know, I forgot that ever even bloody happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, he would have saved that from yeah. any of us. Let's be honest, we would have all saved that. Fair enough. But Part of saving still penalty saved is sometimes the stuff you do on your line, isn't exactly. it? So you can still take some um, And I get that, you know, he did make a mistake and he stayed on his line. He shouldn't have done. But I think that in cheering on a midfielder slash defender slash sometimes striker's name, fine. In cheering on a goalkeeper's name, you are singling out one lad who is out there giving his all for the club that he loves. And I think any of us here, you know, can see that that is the reason there was a mistake made the next bit. Is it game. is it going to affect this squad? You know, we've we've all watched Wednesday at our lowest ebb when we were signing players who had no um, experience of playing in front of big crowds. You know, with that kind of level of demand. Right, right now. Those players that we have in that squad should be better prepared to handle the kind of negativity that we all know kind of comes with the turf at Hillsborough and things like going you, out well. You would hope way, as a fan that you wouldn't get that negativity. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do we think that it's going to... Is it is that going to negatively impact... Not only Cameron Doss, he's a young lad, but you know, just the general, when things don't go right, when those boos ring out, the sighs mm. ring out, you can really hear you it. Can can't hear you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the if if you had to pick out a word that sums up, you know, the the club as a whole, fan base, everything at the moment, the only word that I could think of right now is toxic. Cancerous. Like everything yeah. is yeah. just absolutely awful. And I don't even want to repeat some of the things that I've seen on social media. I I, I, I don't know if you've heard the story about the tweet that someone put up that they got mm. took down. Um, if if you if you know what I'm talking about, I, I don't even want to repeat it because it's not even worth yeah. it. But just some absolutely awful awful stuff. I didn't, I, I didn't actually see that one myself. One of my friends texted me about it because I've just stayed off social media. Yeah, I, I didn't it's see it. It's just been, it's, it's just, it's just toxic. It's absolutely toxic. Um, and there's no way, you know, I, I don't think that the fans that sang Kieran Westwood's name were particularly trying to upset Cameron Dawson. I think that they were just trying to protest about 
what's going on behind the scenes. I get that. Uh, the the net effect of it is certainly that you know if you're Cameron Dawson, and you hear that. I mean, the lads have a torrid few weeks. He's probably used to it. Um, but you know, the net effect of that is that it's going to upset him. Yeah. No doubt about that whatsoever. But I don't think that was the aim of it. Um, but then you know, it's just another example, isn't it, of just how. Dysfunctional things are right I just now. want to and put I, a call I, I le- And I'm not, I'm not even ashamed to say this. I left on 70-odd minutes. Yeah, I and I never it. leave I early. But my mate, my mate turned to me and went, should we just go and have a pint? And I couldn't think of a reason to say no. We're not going to turn this game around. Yeah. All that's going to happen is that Norwich is going to score more. I don't want to be here at full time. I don't want to be part of that reaction. I'm not going to boo yeah. them. I'll never boo my yeah. own team. Um, so I would rather just not be there. Um, and I even had to go. I had to go and do a, a video for Sky outside. There was no one else there. There was we no one else there. We all left together. Because the like, game was go still going Sky. on. So that, that, if anyone saw it on Saturday, that video on Sky, the, the match was still going on. Um, you know, that's that's. I look back and think, oh, that's really really bad. But I don't feel bad about it because of just how awful things are right now. I think I think the call out that I wanted to say to everybody that made that chant, not only against Hutchinson, it for Hutchinson, but also for Westwood, was that the majority of people in that stand will have had a son, a brother, a daughter, a sister, a dad, an uncle, whoever, who wanted to play for Wednesday or who got that chance or who came very, very close. And if you imagine you standing there as Cameron Dawson's dad or brother or mum or whoever in that stand and hearing them chant the name of the person who he has, let's be honest, worked fucking hard to beat, you know, Ireland's number one and all that. He's beat him to be in the number one place at Sheffield Wednesday, whether people agree or not. He has done that in the eyes of the manager, in the eyes of the club. And to sit there and to call him out and to make him feel so shit is awful. And if I was if I was him, I wouldn't want to play for us again. And I'm a Wednesday fan like he is, and I think that's awful. But I do, I understand the frustrations, I get that, but I just think at some point we need to dial back and go... You know, it's the same with everyone calling. You know, the stuff that I've seen about Mr. Chancery this week has been disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Well, let's, let's let's touch on after the game as well mm-hmm. because I'm sure we've all seen the video. I've got a friend that sits in the south stand quite close to the director's box. Apparently, there's a lot of stuff being said at him there. Um, he um, tried to kind of argue back with people. Um, he had to be kind of led away to keep him away from it all um, after the game how logical it was for him to go outside to have a cigarette when there were fans leaving I don't know that's kind of like a little bit a little bit daft but it's his football club he's perfectly entitled to go and smoke wherever he wants and he's always done Um, and yeah um, but yeah the way that people were going I mean it's it's it's, I understand people's frustration but it's that's not the way to behave how is that possibly going to make this situation any better and let's not forget here that um, Dave Fanchanceri is bankrolling everything Mm -hmm. that we do. We are a football club, and I've said it a million times on this podcast, that cannot wipe its face without the assistance of a benefactor. Right now, Dave and Transiri is that benefactor. And you know what? You might not like the decisions that he's made, and I don't agree with them all at all. However, without the money that he puts in, and the fact that even in this, and it's been a terrible couple of years, for him, given what his stated ambition yeah. was, which was Premier League in two years, and the money that he put in, and how close we got, okay, nobody would have been surprised if he'd have just walked away mm-hmm. and gone off and done his next thing. The fact that he is, by all accounts, has written this off as a lost season, uh, but he's willing to go again, and he's, he's looked at the FFP situation, and he understands very, very keenly what 
the situation is right now and he's not thinking, right, I'm going to bail out, I'm going, you know, the, I've, I've given it a go and that's it. He's ready to go again next season. He is one of the few parts of stability that we have in this club. Um, and he's dedicated to it. Maybe he doesn't love Wednesday in the way that we, who have grown up with Wednesday, love Wednesday. But he loves Wednesday in his own way. And he's 100% dedicated to continuing the project that he has, has, has put there. Um, I don't think that, me that makes him immune from criticism. What we saw on Saturday is so far beyond what is acceptable criticism yeah. Yeah. that it verges. I, I I feel without becoming this, you know, I'm a loose liberal wanker. I feel that if he was not Dave Fonchan Siri, if he if he was Dave Chance, and he'd come from Sheffield, he wouldn't get the same abuse yeah. that he gets. People give him that abuse because he's not from around here, and they feel like somehow that means that he can't be trusted. Um, He's proven, not only with his wallet, but with his continuing to uh, to be part of this club and continuing to drive it in the direction that he always said that he was going to try and drive it to, that he is as dedicated as any fan that is out there. And that's what, I, it makes me really sad for him to have to, to suffer that kind of abuse from people who clearly don't understand the situation, but also that don't understand what it means for the future of this club to have somebody like him who is still bought in and dialed in completely to the dream that we all share so it's it's completely self-defeating he's bought this club for his two sons hasn't he yeah. he said that from the start yeah. he wants to leave this to his two sons to go here you go you're at the top of the premier league have have a good time with this club i've bought you like you would a lego set yeah exactly and i think the stuff that i've seen tweeted on various forums on facebook whatever this week, of all weeks, to be slating the owner of a football club, um, not notwithstanding a time billionaire, yeah. is just absolutely disgusting. And I think at some point you need to take a look and just understand that there is more to life than football. And some of the things that have been said about him are completely disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'd, uh, we'd all echo those um, comments. Um, so let's talk about the other big discussion that's been taking place in the aftermath of the game, and that is the future of the manager. Um, there was a discussion on a, a TV show, a, a football show, where Mick McCarthy was on the panel asking him whether or not he'd be interested, in which he very cunningly replied by saying, Sheffield Wednesday have already got a manager, uh, but basically said, if I'm offered it, yes, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of got everyone talking. We talked about candidates last week, and I kind of I don't really particularly want to talk about individuals again, because right now we're... <laughs> I must have had Dingle Bastard tweeted at me like yeah. 10 times this week. We're a couple of days away from a game that clearly Yoss is still going to be in charge for, and I feel that this is you know, a discussion more for when we go into the um, international break, personally, unless either of you particularly want to get into that no, I agree. discussion. Um, I, I kind of whiz through the kind of the news that's knocking around before we talk about our forthcoming match, which will be fun. Just um, on that, be before we do, um, I think one thing that maybe some Wednesday fans... Um, are missing and you know I don't want to tread on the toes of the, um, the, the the FFP podcast but there is a financial implication yeah, yeah. to mm. changing the manager so let's just say for the sake of argument we are a club who are just about managing right now what do we think the logical conclusion is of having to pay off a manager and then paying a new manager to replace him pro tip it's probably going to be players getting sold so you know, so okay. I'm not saying that that is beyond the pale. If there is something that we need to do, and we know what the corollary is to doing that, 
fine. But it isn't just snap your fingers and get Sam Allardyce in because guess what? He you know he charges five million pounds for you know for six months. So yeah, yeah this is this is not it's it, we're not in cloud cuckoo land as Wednesday fans, but it's really important to understand what the constraints that we have. On and that is there again now. where we tr- we trust in not so much Dave Conchon Siri, but we trust in Katrina Mier yeah. because she knows she knows what she's doing here. She's yeah. not stupid. We've met her. She is she is very the ultimate strong independent Beyonce woman. Like she is out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you could see that dance, <laughs> that is Catherine, and she knows exactly what she's doing. And I, I have a hundred percent trust in her. I really do. I, I know it's quite a few people turned the blame on her as well this week, which I think is just ridiculous. But you know what? That's yeah, I, and, that's, and that's, I think that's, that's it's it, that that is there are football fans out there and Wednesday fans out there who read the news once a year, and so they're still labouring under the you know Catherine when she was at Charlton, and the, you know mm. what the fans were saying. This is it's crazy, but. You can't please all the people all the time, but also, you know, we've got a, a little bit of a duty as Wednesday fans to kind of educate other Wednesday fans as to, yeah. you know, what's right and wrong. She's got cracking legs as well. Oh, yes. News, uh, James. You are listening to uh, a very upbeat edition of the Wednesday Week. <laughs> this is the least comedy Wednesday Week we've ever done. It is, yes. Because no, we're all face to face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sponsored sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, where uh, Belgian Blue is back, which actually yes. helped numb the pain of Saturday quite a bit. Uh, right, injury watch. Oh, this God. is fun. <laughs> oh, it's a lighten in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> so since we last recorded, Gary Hooper out for another ten weeks. Brilliant. He's gone. I'm sorry, he's gone. He's gone. He died. Um, Sam Winall for another month. What? He. Uh, there's a chance there that we might we might see a bit of Winall. Um, Matthias and Forestieri apparently both out for the derby. I've got a feeling we might see Forestieri on Friday. I don't know why. I just there was a bit of talk about this in the pub. Uh, Yeah, I think he he gets named on the bench, and then you know when we're when we're we're three one down. He doesn't bring he, him on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be the ultimate ultimate. Like awesome. He brings on Jason. He doesn't bring him on at all. The positivity of the one. I like that. Uh, Kieran Westwood, um, which I mean, Dead. I don't think he's doing anything, but he's injured for another three weeks. Apparently, he's picked up an injury, so um, that is injury watch. Um, youth watch. I should probably hand over to Vic because this is not traditionally your bit now, isn't it? it? Is, isn't We're it? swiping right. Uh, it's time for youth watch. They lost, didn't they? They lost the other day to Bolton. Two Can't one the, against no, Bolton. Two one the score. Youth yeah. uh, Van Aken started and um, evidently did really well. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely dog shit from the bottom to the top. Right, so, there we go. The um, only other thing that I wanted to mention was just a big uh, a big up to Bands FC. I don't know if you've seen these yes. guys on uh, Twitter who uh, released, I think everyone's seen this, but released the Pulp Disco um, 2000, Disco 2000 uh, kind of retro style Wednesday shirt uh, and raised over £30,000 for Sheffield Children's Hospital. That's not like a few quid. That's seriously That's good. like a nurse's salary for the year. Yeah. The That's hospital. absolutely That's fantastic. But for a, a grassroots, I mean, this is not an established charity. You know, This is not something that has been going on for ages. This is a kind of one-shot mm. deal. Um, Brilliant. And it's phenomenal. And, and they do a lot of very, very cool stuff. And even if it was just about... Having cool stuff in your wardrobe, you'd be all over it. Yeah. But this is and, just and they do a lot of stuff that raises money for a lot of good charities, yeah. and I think those those guys really deserve some um, some respect. So um, yeah, big up to them. Um, right, I've got one other thing that's on my list. Two words. One of them Sheffield. The other one is United. Uh, anyway, it has been lovely to talk to you. <laughs> you can However, find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm Victoria One Eight Six Seven. <laughs> 
Right, the um, four losses on the bounce, going up against a team that unbelievably, for any Wednesday fan, if you'd have said 18 months ago, Sheffield United are going to come back up into this division oh. and immediately become a powerhouse, fade away, because all teams do, and then but be better the season after, and it wasn't just a flash in the pan. There is no way that any Wednesday fan would believe you, and this is, the, this is what makes it so annoying and, 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 and heartbreaking for us, that we could deal with the fact that we would drop off from, from our you know, glory days, if you want to call it that, under Carlos. Um, it swung back the other way. The pendulum has swung back a little bit the other way. It doesn't mean anything yet because they've not got promoted. It's all about you know, you're splitting derby wins. They've had their bouncing day massacre, which is a four-two. It's not even a massacre, but <laughs> but right now we're at our lowest ebb. Even lower, I think, than when we approached the derby at Bramall Lane last season. So it's I think it worries us all yeah. even more. Um, that said, I don't believe that. Sheffield United are as, uh, as good a team as their league position suggests. Yeah. And, well, but even if they are, these derby games never, ever go to Form the script. Form goes out at window, doesn't Form, it? I know. It's so I, easy to say that, isn't it? No, no. But, but, right. Do you know the worst thing that could have happened to I think on, on Saturday? Obviously, us losing 4-0 at home on Saturday was, was bad. The worst but, thing that could happen is Sheffield United losing on exactly. Saturday. Chris Wilder had the players back in on Sunday. Gave yep. them an absolute rollicking. And he's been getting them wound up all week. So they go into this thinking they need to win it to escape relegation. You know, that is the approach that he's going for with his players. And that's the kind of manager that we need. Not Chris Wilder, but that's the kind of person that we need to come in. Pro- probably so, but we haven't. I don't we want Megson. I'm not saying Megson. But you need someone to come in and be like, what the hell are you playing at? You're going to get relegated if you don't win next week. What we've, do you mean, we've got first? No. We've got different players. They, you know, they've, got, they've got hungry players. And, um, and, and that's why Wilder's approach works for them that these are players who you know Billy Sharp aside and he's 100% blade and there's a reason why he plays the way that he plays you know the rest of them generally speaking are players who are hungry and desperate to prove something we're the opposite right now we are a bloated team of players will come in for me anyway of players who, yeah, who never you know ne- kind of never kind of made it so I think as Wednesday fans do you remember a few years ago we went to Bramall Lane and we conceded three in the first half? Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah, and um, as the teams came out for the second half, the announcer at Bramall Lane said, "Welcome back, you know, Sheffield United FC. Enjoy this second half. It's gonna be brilliant." And we came back and got a three-two, three and we two, ended up losing, yeah. but it kind of felt like a draw. Because, I was in the home end. Yeah, and so you know, and it was a bit of a a vise. Right now, Wednesday fans, I think, would snap their hands off for something that approaches that or last season's backs to the wall bit of fight exactly bit of fight and I, I actually think that we've, we've got enough in us that we'll give that I don't think there will be a capitulation it won't be like Saturday um, I fully expect to lose yeah I think fully I think, expect I think we'll to lose do. I, think, I think most Wednesday fans would do and that's it, the, the best and only way of going into that game isn't and, it? There's, and you know what and there is, there's no shame in it you know, there is. It's a derby, but there's no shame in getting beaten by a better team. And right now, clearly, Sheffield United are a better team. And they were the four-two game. They were the better team. They were absolutely. We said that. We walked away from it. And the amount of people that text me or whatever and said, "Oh, look at the score," I went, "Yeah, I know." So let's let's just not get humiliated. 
and it's a hor- it's a horrible situation to be in where that is what we're saying as fans. Just just protect us on when we go into work just on play Monday. Play like it's any other game. Exactly. When we go in, I don't want no. We've played like any other game. The last four games and yeah. we've lost them all. We're gonna get, we're gonna lose. So so let's just let's let's turn it into. If it has to be a war of attrition, it's a war of attrition. Just protect us fans so we can go into work on Monday with our heads held high and say, you thought it was going to be the Boxing Day Massacre. Go so, on. like, Chris Holt, obviously, is a listener of the podcast. You remember when, uh, was it Wayne Rooney or Michael Owen or whoever broke his foot and they put a picture of his foot on the front of yeah, the paper? Yeah, <laughs> he had to touch it. Can we do that with Stephen Fletcher's head? Just put it on the front of the star yeah. on or, one or edition, Billy Sharp's the, the arse old, the on the other edition. The old one or the new one with the extra hair? Uh, on. The one with the extra hair, <laughs> the extra I think, would be great. Version. I think that gives yeah, it the extra enough. bounce. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right, so um, we are going to head downstairs um, here at the Students' Union. We're going to go down to the cinema for the showing of All Wednesday. Should we do our quick, let's do our quick sign-offs now, shall we? Because we'll probably not get a chance to do it later on. So um, you can get me on Twitter, at James Marriott. I'm at Victoria1867. And I am at um, Sausage Arms, although I'll also be on Sky One at 9pm on Friday night all episodes of The Heist available on demand at that time. Um, we don't talk about it on the podcast because we're all about Wednesday, um, but uh, my wife was involved in a heist of a large amount of money and um, and it, you might even see some Wednesday-related stuff if you tune in onto <laughs> Sky One. Um, so at Sausage Arms and then um, the White Horse Bandits at WHB the heist on Twitter <laughs> uh, and come and talk to us about that. We're all Wednesday and we're doing it for the Wednesday family. Um, but meanwhile, let's let's go downstairs and enjoy. Yes. We'll speak to you downstairs. Bye. Right, hello and welcome to this, the final ever public showing of All Wednesday. We're going to do the proper introductions in a minute. First of all, the boring stuff. If the fire alarm goes off tonight, there isn't a drill that is um, scheduled to take place. So please leave via the exits. There's one just to the left of us, which Victoria is nicely pointing out now and then back through the ways you came in. Uh, right, that's done. You know what, I'm really pleased that um, this screening has fallen as it has, because you know, it's not like we need anything to cheer us up at the moment or anything, is it? <laughs> We're all happy. Is there a game at the weekend? I can't remember. Uh, right, good evening. Welcome to the University of Sheffield. It's a real pleasure for us to be here. Uh, Vic is here as well. Good evening. And Eddie. Hello. The real star of the show tonight, though, is Matt Exton, just to my left. Matt? Hello. <laughs> so, Matt, you are the um, officially the director of this film, but you kind of, pretty much, kind of, this is your baby, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something I've been working on now for, well, since the, just before the playoffs against Huddersfield. So just over well well over a year now, um, nearly eighteen months I think. So yeah, I can't I can't wait to to finish it. To be honest, it's doing me head in. <laughs> uh, it actually came after the um, after the playoff final against Hull, and uh, obviously it took a, a while to get over that. Um, but then like seeing sort of a lot of the posts and stuff on uh, on Facebook and social media groups and uh, and just kind of like still kind of reveling in it that week after you know it was amazing to see kind of the amount of fans just sharing photos videos stories all about their experiences of that day um it was just <laughs> you know even though we'd lost it was just 
it was weird because it was like bittersweet sort of like it was it was annoying but kind of just seeing that amount of of, of stories and, and it just kind of got me thinking about sort of having everybody like the, the fan base we've got you know you don't kind of you know you don't know most of you of the fan base but you all sort of want the same thing um so i just kind of just kind of got thinking about it like that way really and then sort of like when it came to the 150th anniversary uh the idea was to try and do something for that but at that point i didn't really know what i was going to do so um so yeah it just kind of it just that was the initial inspiration for it i suppose so i've got to ask you matt obviously you've worked with the club on this um you did it all yourself there's no question about that but how supportive were the club with you doing this like because we could all imagine that they were quite standoffish or this actually to be fair they were they were really good uh trevor who's here on the back row i think uh, Hi, uh yeah trevor was my initial point of contact and i kind of came to him with this idea and at first i was just kind of like is there any chance i can come and film the ground uh you know the start the starting point was to come and get some shots of the ground. Uh, to be honest i was just trying to blag getting inside the ground so <laughs> to have a little look around it while there were no one else there i kind of always wanted to do that so i sort of went took the camera and uh and he was i think he was a bit like well yeah all right do whatever you want mate <laughs> fill your boots mate <laughs> i think he was kind of like at first he didn't really kind of know as i started doing that and then i started pushing my luck a little bit i said is there any chance i can come and film a game and yeah, he was great about it. You know, him and the rest of the team was like, yeah, that's great. You can come along and do that. And uh, and then there's just we've just been sort of talking throughout. Really, they help support it by putting out the uh, the uh, the news story to try and get people to submit the stories. Uh, they've shared it on Twitter and the social media channel, so it got more reach. Um, I needed kind of like it's got to the point now where. As I've done it, I've kind of thought, all oh, right, to release it, it's going to need some. It's going to need some money to be able to uh, to sort of pay for some of the licensing of some of the clips in there and stuff. So, uh, so it was like, it was more than happy to sort of let me use everybody's contribution tonight. So, thank you, everybody, if you see it, you know, online. So, yeah, I can't, I can't fault them enough. And obviously, there's there's other t other guys at the within Wednesday that I've worked with as well. Like James has been really good. The ticketing ticketing manager i think is i don't know if, sorry if that's not the title <laughs> uh, but he's like yeah he's been great yeah everyone there has been really supportive to be honest and one of the things that's phenomenal matt is that we live in an age now where you've got the likes of man city and they have their you know massive amazon productions and it's a behind the scenes and you know i think man city fans are, they're blessed to have that kind of exploration of what it means to be a fan and, and you know behind the scenes look at the, the you know the club that they love um for us to have that as Wednesday, obviously we're massive, but for us to have that is absolutely incredible. And you know, that's the thing that's most powerful for me, that there are, there's, there's a Wednesday fan out here who not only has the, the vision, but has the means to actually make something like that happen, which is a lasting monument to what it is for all of us. You know, right now we're talking about a, a time where, it's not great to be a Wednesday fan right now, is it? In the last three or four weeks. Yeah, and after Friday night, it'll be fine again, won't it? Um, um, we hope so uh, but this is about what it means to be a Wednesday fan the reason why we're all here in, in, you know, in this theatre tonight the reason why we're in that theatre every the thing that you've you know, the, the, the moment in that in that film that you know, kind of resonated with you what's your favourite bit of it that probably speaks most to what, it, what we all feel to be a Wednesday fan uh, 
Oh God, that's a long question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he does that. It was a, ra- <laughs> it was a rant first. Then. It, it was good. Could you do the team talk on Friday? That was good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, to be honest with you, it's difficult to pick a moment out of it. Um, you know, at the, at the very start, I think the idea was to not so much... Like, obviously, you mentioned Man City, and Man City have got, like you say, the big Amazon crew around them. Um, but they obviously solely focus on, on the players, the, you know, getting the pep talk, the, literally the pep talk. And, and, yeah, it's all about the team, it's all about the players, it's all about them, which is great, you know, big leaders of success or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that personally... I think that there's more that goes on than just the, the glitz of a club and don't, and don't we know it and I think you know um, the, the real drive bef- between you know behind a football team is is the fans to me and very you know not very often you see the kind of limelight uh, shone on the actual fans who are, who are the the ones behind the club uh, so I think you know it's difficult to pick a specific moment because everybody that I interviewed uh, I kind of really bonded with and had a really good chat with and uh, it, it turns out that some of the stories that I actually selected to be in there, I didn't use the actual story because I just ended up getting talking about Wednesday and and, uh, and it kind of contributed to, you know, it, it sort of shone on a kind of period of the time, you know, certain times of of following Wednesday. So it's a bit, it's a bit half and half. It's not full on kind of just fan stories, but it's also a bit of a timeline into sort of highs and lows as well. So... Uh, so yeah, I, I suppose the one the, the one kind of moment that I kind of always uh, pick out is uh, is the fact that there's uh, we got that kind of stunned brummy <laughs> without 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 trying to sort of ruin anything. You know, keep an eye out for that guy. That was probably one of my proudest moments. I think. Actually, <laughs> I'm not I, I am not trying to make you cry right now. Okay, um, Vic and I were lucky enough to be at the uh, first showing of this at the showroom theatre, and. Um, on stage before the film, very similar to this, you were talking about it, um, and, and you were genuinely in tears because there's parts of this film that are seriously emotional, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, w- I, it, well, I weren't crying, it was just the aircon were a bit like... <laughs> yeah, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> Did anyone else notice the aircon there? No. <laughs> Towards the end of the film, it got me a little bit, actually, yeah. No, uh, yeah, there are, there are, that's right, there are some kind of emotional points in there and uh, I don't want to allude to them too much. I think some people might have an idea. If you've seen the trailer, there's a couple of points in <laughs> a bit of a moment when I was editing that part and it was kind of like I, I was kind of in the room on my own and I just kind of bursted into tears kind of as I was doing it and that's kind of never happened before. So that sort of showed to me kind of how important this was uh, and sort of, yeah, it's it, it, it means a lot, not just to me, but hopefully to to those guys in the film and, and to everybody who kind of um, feels a connection with that, with those particular parts as well, because obviously, you know, as fans, we've all kind of, um, we've all lost some someone at some point and, uh, and yeah, so like I said, I don't want to allude to it too much, but, but it, it should hit home to, to a, a lot of people on that front, I think. Okay, the, um, the film is about an hour and a quarter, is yeah. that about right? Yeah. Um, I know normal kind of cinema etiquette when a film ends is that you all rush out during the credits at the end. Please don't. Please stay. Firstly, because um, I know Matt would would want you to see on screen the people that have helped him 
uh, along the way to make this uh, reality. But when the credits finish, we are going to come back. We are going to do a, a, another quick Q&A with Matt where we'll give you guys the chance to ask any questions that you want to ask. So we'll come out into the audience. Uh, if there's anything that you want to ask off the back of the film, that'll be around quarter of an hour or so. Um, and then we will uh, retire to uh, the interval bar for drinks. Um, right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's our absolute pleasure to introduce for you All Wednesday. God, stay stood up, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Exton. Thank you. You're on, you're on. Right, if you have got a question you'd like to ask Matt or anything that you want to say about the film, stick your hand in the air. Eddie and Vic are, um, are around with um, microphones. God, there's so much to take from that, isn't there? Um, I know we've got some people from the club here. Can we get the players to watch that before Friday, please? Um, I mean, so many poignant messages, particularly in a, a week like this. You know, our, our fan base has been quite torn this week, and there's been, um, you know, some some quite unpleasant things that have been said. And I think that just kind of reminds us all, doesn't it, what it's you know all about? We are all Wednesday. Um, yeah. So, Matt, I mean, um, my first question for you: um, This is the second time this film's been shown in public now. Um, how do you feel when you watch that back? Uh. I don't know. It's it's weird. I see something new every time, and it <laughs> from a from a kind of technical point of view, I think, oh, I should have put another bit in there, or I should have put another bit in there. So I'm still analysing it. Every you're, time criti you're criticising your <laughs> own film now. <laughs> well, you know, you know the bit where it turns, and uh, and then it shows like a newspaper clipping where it says United now have to try for the playoffs. I just wish I'd have put a clip in a Simmons and just <laughs> blast it ball over. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and uh, yeah, it's kind of things like that. I thought, oh, should have put that in there. So. <laughs> uh, I know we have got some people in the audience that want to ask a question. Just give us your uh, your name before you ask your question, if you would do, please. It's Samantha Doman. And I just was going to say what you just said. Can all the players watch this before Friday, please? And take I, something from it. I can't answer that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't quite got to the point that I've got the numbers yet, uh, but... <laughs> You might have to uh, you might have to ask ask the club that one. <laughs> if you do want to ask a question, but I've been asked a few times um, this evening as we've been doing stuff on social media, Matt, is will this be released on DVD? About the next, uh, hopefully, uh, I've got to try and push it that way, um, and there is a bit of a plan in place, but uh, all the kind of kinks haven't been quite worked out yet with uh, within terms to make sure that I don't end up with a massive lawsuit <laughs> from from whoever with all the music and the clips in there so I need to kind of cover that basis first but once once we've got there then hopefully that that is the aim the aim would be to uh, to try and get it out um, before Christmas but if if not um, at the very least it will be it, I will be putting it on, on no cost um, basically so that Everybody can watch it, and you know fans who who are in different parts of the the country or uh, you know across overseas or whatever can can watch it. So at the very least, that 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 is going to happen. Um, like I say, hopefully for a DVD, but still a bit unsure on that one. Okay, Vicar, I think you've got, got some last question. Yeah, my name's Sure, and the question is for Matt. What would you say was your best part of making the film, and what made you more emotional of, of uh, doing that part? Uh, I think 
I think one of my f- favourite parts was was the 2012 section. Uh, just it's quite a lot of poignant and important games in that season that you kind of think, oh, you know, can you remember that? Can you remember that? Can you remember that? And and it was quite hard to try and narrow um, all that season into that kind of five six minute segment basically. So. But when, when I finished it, you know, I, I, after each section, I kind of watch it through over and over again to make sure it kind of flows right. And when I when I'd done that one, I kind of I kind of knew that, um, that 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 was like that was like one of the best you know feelings within it, um, and especially where it kind of linked into the fans on the pitch singing Art Now Air, and then it kind of went into the. Uh, the Boxing Day period. I think the only the only other part was was quite smug um, at the camera after, and uh, that one clip alone is going to cost uh, about eight hundred quid to use, uh, but it's worth every it's penny. Worth that, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I think that was it. On the on the emotional point of view, obviously the the stuff towards the end, uh, like, as I said before, it kind of had me in tears, kind of editing parts of that, um, and that's never happened to me before, and. Yeah, it was it was hard, uh, but again, kind of as I was watching it, I, I sort of felt like it was important that 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 came across. Basically, have we got any more questions from the audience? Just pop your hand in the air if you do want to ask one. Uh, we've got one down the front here. I'll pop over here. Thank you. Uh, I think that was brilliant, Matt. You and Sean and the rest of the crew, what you've done for that film. I think Wednesday. I've never seen all like that before, and I'm sure S2 are going to have a go at it. That I've seen when you've done it, but that was absolutely brilliant. My grandkids and that, when they grow up, uh, whether they'll laugh at me being on there, I don't know, but uh, it's very strange watching yourself on there. And if there's anybody in this audience that's got a show, <laughs> <laughs> I've still got my other one in house, so I'll bring hey, it that'll be going on eBay now. <laughs> but that's the main thing I want to say. Well done, and I'm sure everybody will. Oh, I'm going to watch it again and again, man. Not just because I'm on it, but good. Thank you. I'm cutting you out, Chris. I think there's going to be a big queue and interval, Matt, to buy you a drink. I mean, Matt, obviously you're going to be around in the bar afterwards for anyone who wants to ask um, questions to you. Um, The final question I'm going to ask you is something that you've asked a lot of people while you've made this film, but um, I don't know how many times you've answered this question yourself. What does it mean to you to be a Sheffield Wednesday fan? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it. I th- it's hard to. Yeah, I think it's hard to answer um, because there's no one answer for it. You, like, uh, I think my dad sum- summed it up pretty well towards the end. That you know, one minute you you're on phone to him, it's like I cannot believe what's just out of you. See, <laughs> and you're whinging about it, and you kind of like it. Kind of, it kind of, um, it's kind of a way that a lot of people are feeling at the minute. So it's kind of like that. You know, no matter how uh, how bad we are at periods, how inconsistent we are how we always kind of do it the Wednesday way we never kind of do it you know easy we're always kind of like you think we're, you think we're on top and then all of a sudden we'll, we'll lose 5-1 to Exeter <laughs> um, you know everybody it don't it don't deter people and 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 to have the following that we do and go to to those away games and have that support is just incredible and you know I, I, it, it is a cliche to say it but you know, I do believe that like our fan base is is you know one of the best in the. C- it's certainly better than that lot over at S two. Amen. No matter what they say, and uh, I know the, there's periods where, you know, you have your your ups, and and we had that six seasons where they were kind of down there, and and we were kind of laughing at them, and now it's kind of reversed a bit, and and, and I think that's the way it is. But I'd I'd much rather that kind of 
up and down sort of excitement rather than just be riding high, winning the league every year. You know, I'm not saying that I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that, <laughs> but but I'd, I'd take I'd, I'd I'd take it like you know for a couple of seasons. But I, I do enjoy the excitement of uh, of also kind of having the bad the bad parts as well as the good, really. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Am I on? Yeah. What are you drinking in interval after this like film? Because I'm pretty sure everyone in here owes you a pint tonight. Uh, <laughs> is Malcolm here? Have you got work in the morning? I have, yeah, I have actually got Malcolm, <laughs> so I can't. I, I'll probably be on water and and part with it. Goes a couple behind. No, like yeah, with on that, my boss is here tonight, and I just before yeah, I do want to say thanks to to Malcolm and the rest of our team, kind of at uni, because without without their kind of help and support, I mean, I've definitely not dosed any work off doing any of this. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I promise, Malcolm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the support I've had from from you know doing a full time job as well as doing this on the sort of side has been amazing. So yeah, that is a big thanks to you. Cheers, Mount, for that. I know we've all seen people on social media in the last week saying that it's kind of you know nonsense. That is, we've been in much worse situations than we are now. And as the song says, we will fight forevermore. Um, I know Vic, you've got a question up there before we. Um, I've uh, got head a off. seat as well. Hi. Hello, I'm Danette. Um, I understand that the last showing, uh, Tom Lee's was there. Understand uh, on behalf of the players, did you get any feedback from Tom Lee's about the film? And do you know if he took it back? And if the, any of the other players or the staff, uh, the, the coaches, see saw the film, and you know what sort of feedback have you had? From uh, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I did have some good feedback from Tommy. You know, he pulled me to one side after, and he said that um, he really enjoyed it, and it was, you know, it, it kind of had him realised, he didn't say it directly to me, but I'm led to believe he told um, people from the club that he wanted, you know, players to see it um, purely as a kind of thing to, so they know kind of what it means. Um, but no, I mean, other, yeah, he wrote in his programme notes about it, um, and I know that he did, he personally writes those as well. Um, I've had, you know, so I've heard from people at the club um, and yeah he, he came across to me as as, as a genuine bloke um, you know I, it's hard to kind of put yourself in a in a player's position I'm not I'm not showing any sympathy whatsoever in terms of what they get for what they do um, but you know I think sometimes you have to kind of like sort of remember sort of like what it could be like having kind of <laughs> 30 odd thousand sort of like calling fear and uh, you know but to be fair he was he was quite um, genuine and, and, and graceful I'd say towards towards his comments Brill um, I know we should give a little mention as well to Sean who's been your right hand man through this um, this project so well done to Sean but let's hear it for Matt Exton and All Wednesday Thank you up to date with the Wednesday week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website thewednesdayweek.co.uk It's the 90th minute, you've got all your mates round, you've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points, back of the net, Lubosch automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app, you in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.